0: Democrat majorities in the House and Senate trying to wrap things up today uh, with their self-imposed deadline to satisfy their presidential primary needs. Uh, And so there was a lot of midnight oil being burned last night up in Lansing. Some major action being taken uh, both on the transparency bill that you mandated when you went to the polls back in November of 2022. Uh, financial disclosure, uh, but also uh, just how much say or not local municipalities will have when it comes to zoning over green energy projects. We bring in, I can't imagine that she isn't bleary eyed, but she always is on top of it. Beth LeBlanc, reporter for the Detroit News. Uh, you, You were tweeting at three in the morning.
1: Yeah, you know, it, it was a long one. The legislature was uh, definitely taking its time passing some pretty important bills last night. So, apologies if I am a, a little bit <laughs> I'm, groggy. I'm
0: giving point. you cover. <laughs> <laughs> and we're <laughs> delighted that you're here in spite of your weariness. Uh, let's start with the transparency bill. Uh, this was mandated by a ballot proposal that gave some term limit uh, flexibility, but also demanded financial disclosure requirements for our legislators, did they satisfy that mandate or did they violate the spirit of what we were seeking?
1: Yeah, you know, it's all about the the eye of the beholder, or in this case, the the lawmaker who you talk to. Um, But but the general package they passed last night, it did, it checked, you know, the boxes that needed to be checked according to that constitutional mandate that voters passed in, in November, 2022. But there were a lot of lawmakers who felt that this didn't go far enough that it left some pretty gaping loopholes um that lawmakers could still use to to kind of conceal uh, where they were getting money and how were they how they were spending it. It also uh, did not include requirements that an official spouse's um, income would be disclosed or or their sources of income um and they said that's also a pretty big loophole that that could be. You know manipulated and taken advantage of in the future i can so hear assets very... being
0: shifted as we speak <laughs>
1: <laughs> correct correct where you shift them over to your spouse so that it's it's harder to see really you know where your conflicts or where your interests may lie at the end of the day and um you know it was a very close vote last night it took them i don't know 13 14 hours into session before they finally put the bill up on the board to vote on and then it stayed open for at least 40 minutes um, as they tried to rally votes in, in support of this. And, and you saw support and opposition that broke across party lines. You had Democrats and Republicans in support. You had Democrats and Republicans in opposition. And at the end of the day, they did get enough to, to push these bills across the finish line, but it was a close call.
0: What's on the agenda for today, uh, Beth, as far as uh, what, what do they need to get uh, through before they call it quits for the year?
1: You know there, there are a lot of odds and ends that are on the agenda right now that the financial disclosure bills that passed you know at, at two, between 2 and 3 a.m. this morning are now moving over to the Senate and the Senate will start meeting at about 10 a.m. to, to look at those. And that's probably one of the largest pieces of legislation that we'll see. The other ones are ones um, kind of tying up loose ends before they they call it quits for the year. We know that some of the representatives are moving on to become mayor. Was there a discussion about trying to race some things through because of that? Yeah, I mean, so they kind of have two factors pressing on them here. One is the fact that um, the Michigan House, with two Democratic members moving on to mayoral seats um, after Tuesday's election, They will be in a literal tie in the House, 54 Republicans, 54 Democrats, uh, which kind of brings a lot of Democratic policy priorities uh, to a halt unless they can get some Republicans on board. Um, But the other thing, and I think you guys mentioned this earlier, is that um, they do have to adjourn on time um, in order to give time for a bill to take effect that would move up Michigan's presidential primary to February 27th. So we always knew they would be breaking, you know, sometime in early to mid-November. Uh, the the mayoral elections definitely put put a point on that.
0: We know that there was a, also final action on the uh, the the green energy bill that really seems to shift the balance of power away from local zoning boards on large-scale solar and wind projects and puts it in the hands of the Michigan Public Service Commission. We had Dan Scripps on yesterday. He says, well, there are still a lot of uh, appeals that can be made and that it isn't the erosion of local control. But when the Michigan Association of Counties and the Michigan Association of Townships both oppose this bill, it does raise those questions. In the final analysis, how much does this weaken local control, Beth?
1: Yeah, I mean, I, I know they they did put, um, you know, certain amendments in there to, to allow for local input. But look they wouldn't be shifting it away from local governing bodies unless they thought they were doing the job wrong. um, And they thought they were doing it too slowly. And so, I mean, it is a shift from local control. It is a shift of control to the state. Um, And there, there are a lot, I mean, of all the kind of controversial points of of this energy legislation, this is probably one where there's the most tension because it is, um, you know, any issue where you have a local control issue is an extremely difficult one for any lawmaker to vote on. Um, And they'll, they'll split a million different ways on a million different issues. But this one especially is, is going to um, it's frayed a lot of edges. I think.
0: Beth, will they, will they get uh, a chance to vote on uh, mayor Duggan's tax value plan? It, they, it came up a few times. They couldn't get a vote. Will that, will that happen?
1: You know, if, If the session that lasted into 3 a.m. this morning is any indication, I I don't see them getting to that to that policy. I don't see it possible to pass it in this session. And I wonder about its potential. You know, if they couldn't get it through with a 56 vote majority of Democrats, I can't imagine that they're able to get it through the House with a 54-54 tie when they come back. They found time to write a letter to the Big Ten, though. (laughs) Eleven (laughs) lawmakers really invested. Yeah, yeah. You know, um, I kind of became aware of that tangentially yesterday and uh i scratched my head about that too i gotta admit yeah that was a little crazy but you know football's it, important to a lot of people as, as hectic as the
0: sausage making was we we can do our partisan best for and the come together team. in a
1: bipartisan fashion to yes, write a letter you know. big test <laughs> right yeah it's,
0: it's nice how it brought them together yeah uh beth uh the, the finish line is near and the light at the end of the tunnel and we know it's not a train uh, best to you on the on the final day of the legislative session
1: Thank you. Thank you
0: for having me. All right. Beth LeBlanc doing such a fine job reporting along with Craig Mauger on the comings and goings up in Lansing. Uh, I got to tell you, I do think that this local control issue is going to blow up in the courts. I think the tradition of local control in the state of Michigan is Mm -hmm. so important. Property rights are important, too. Mm -hmm. They claim to be protecting property rights. But mark my words, this is going to be a messy court fight going forward. Uh, when this comes up, force-feeding people uh, solar farms and windmills.